Hi, and welcome to the Community Champions podcast. Uh, I'm Zoe McEwen, the host of the show. I am a community manager and strategist. And today I'm interviewing Amy. Uh, now, before I sort of delve more into Amy and what she does and explain a bit more about her and even give you her surname, um, <laughs> one of the reasons that uh, we've kind of connected is that you run your free community in a way that maybe breaks some rules and that other people would be uncomfortable with and would think, well, you know, that's just going to end up being really spammy and, and how's that going to work and how do you make any money out of it and how does that feed into your business and, you know, how do people stick within the rules? What are the rules, you know, of how you do it? Because what you do is you you bring, you know, two people, two sides together um, and you actually encourage them to share opportunities. You encourage them to look for networking. You encourage them to match themselves in there almost without you. And I think when I go in there, it just feels like a really lovely, supportive balance, which is really hard to do in a normal free group. Anyway, I've, uh, I've like set the scene for that. But Amy, do you want to just introduce yourself? I love how much you've made me sound like a rebel. I love it. (laughs) I do feel like it's a rebellious group. Um, So, yes, I am Amy Merriwest and I run the Pitch and Shout community. And you are right. The Pitch and Shout community is completely different from... um, from, from, you know, many of the other groups out there. So I am, I don't like calling myself a publicist. I don't really know why. I feel more like a PR strategist and that's, that's kind of more what I do. Um, I work with clients. I do done for you PR for people and I do uh, DIY PR lessons, which is where my community comes into this because that is a, a whole group in itself that's entirely there for those women who are doing their own PR and want to connect with journalists um, in a really supportive and um, non-scary way. They often say that it's it's um, it's a very relaxed environment, and they f- they feel like if they're going to start pitching, it's almost like that's the place they want to begin. Yeah. And I think you're right. I, I mean, when I talk about like free communities anyway, I always say it's like it's just the beginning. It's just the starting point. It's just the place where you get to know each other. But you're right in yours. You can almost just test your pitch as well um, and put it in there tentative, tentatively, knowing that everybody else is in there for the same reason, going through the same things. But what's unique about yours is that you do have you have the journalists in there in that group being able to view and see the stuff so not only are people able to pitch themselves which often happens other groups would have like a day a month where you know drop your links pitch yourself tell us what you do but yours is open all the time and potentially there's journalists in there and asking for uh people who you know want to contribute to stuff but there's also people yeah just just putting out their pitch and 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 seeing if anybody sees it and wants it but they just like you say they just do it in a really nice way it doesn't get out of hand (laughs) because it can do because what you're actually doing the service that you're offering in there is you're hosting this space for them to connect but a lot of people would do that as a paid service so what sort of what was your thoughts behind setting this up 
in the beginning, you know, and connecting these two kind of groups of people together that need each other? So it started about three years ago now, the group itself started, and it it did not have journalists in it. It wasn't intended for that. It was like every other free group. It was a community of essentially my ideal clients who were Mm -hmm. people who wanted to learn how to do PR and they would come in and I would offer lots of free trainings and and um you know help build their confidence and give them pieces of information on how to get started but I guess it evolved for two two reasons really one is I struggled to make that community keep on happening, keep on talking to each other because they're to to inspire people to have conversations consistently without any reward is so hard. And um, it was taking up a lot of my time. And then I thought, why are they here? They want to pitch to journalists. Surely it's a really good idea to just bring some journalists in and let them do that. So then it takes a bit of weight off my shoulders to, you know, because the journalists are posting all the time the requests they want. They want someone in their article next week about X, Y and Z. Does anyone know anything about this? Can I talk to you? You know, that's happening all the time. And people, of course, lots of people respond um so the community itself is much more free-flowing without me having to try and fit a square peg into a round hole and get Mm -hmm. the conversation going um so yeah and and then of course it it just seemed like the natural progression to bring journalists in and and actually make them a part of the group as well yeah and I think uh, what you said about you know in the beginning everyone's chatty and then it kind of it does it, it it gets harder to keep the conversation going people feel like they've seen and heard everything they needed to get from the group and um you know when we're running a business you know we have a couple of months where maybe and this is part of the problem with all of this but a couple of months where we think oh I'm gonna go get my PR sorted and then they blast that for a couple of months kind of half-heartedly maybe because they're doing so many other things at the same time and then they dip into somebody else's group or somebody else's world and lots of different things going on and actually groups groups can evolve so um I was going to write a post today about something very similar to this that what you start out in the beginning with your group or your community it doesn't have to stay like that it can change it can evolve and you we need to get better at using our own intuition with what it needs and and not sort of getting stuck in our own rules of like this is why I set this group up and this is what everybody expects from it and I've written this in the description and the name and you know like you can change all of those things change the name change it tell people like we're gonna you know and and actually uh that's what keeps a group going a group should have that if it if it continues to kind of go the way it was it, it tends to just be flat after a while you know there's there's nothing new or exciting happening you know why why do we need to hang out any longer and I think one of the things that is really good in your group is that it feels like and you touched on this it feels like it has a shared ownership so I I mean usually I would say to people 
make sure that they know who the host of the group is, make sure that you're the confident leader and all of those things and they know where you are and how to come to you. And I think they do in your group. I think they do know it's your group. But actually, when, what you, you get a feeling in there that that you're all in this together and that everybody everybody can post, anybody can join in the conversation, can say something. And, and I think that's a real skill. Yeah, and, and, and I think that has come from probably all those hours I put in at the beginning with all of my lives and getting people to know me. And I feel now that the community that are in there, we're still really quite small. Actually, we're, we're, we're less than 1,500, um, but that has grown rapidly. It was actually only about 800, um, you know, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. But now people pile in because everyone invites each other in there. So that, again, that's easier. But I feel like the original community are genuinely and I know it sounds a bit mushy but they are lifelong friends now Mm -hmm. and I know some of them so well that if journalists post requests I know who should be looking at it so I can tag them and to be able to do that out of a group of five or six hundred people who I probably feel like I actually know quite a lot about what some of them do and we're connected on Facebook and you know, I'm going to go and see some of them at the Danny Wallace uh, Be Inspired show. Um, I think that's why there's so much respect in the group and it's so nice. Mm. Um, and I had set it out. And when you were talking at the beginning, you were actually saying about how hard it is to, you, you know, you're kind of, kind of almost opening the doors for trouble by making it a bit of a free for all. I put some steps in place when I did this. And I gave the journalists automatic post approval because they can't be held up. Sometimes they're on de- tight deadlines and I may not be able to po- approve their post straight away. They are on automatic post approval because they have no agenda. They're just wanting um, sources for their stories. And then everybody else is not. And I thought that once the journalists came in, it would really open the doors to spamming and people would be pitching all the time. But no one does. They genuinely don't. I I have to reject so few posts. Mm. Um, the, the, the pitching day for people to actively pitch, proactively pitch, is on Thursday. So people can post pitch all of their things on Thursday. And the rest of the week is just down to the journalists making their requests, which happens all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and I guess sometimes, you know, people still do come in and ask questions. You know, I've I've put a, I I've put this pitch together. What do you think of it? Or is this a bad story? Or all that kind of stuff still goes on. But actually, there is very little policing in there. Yeah, I think when you when you set the tone, like you said, you did your work in the beginning. You set the tone of the group the type of person that you are, the way you interact, the way you talk to them, um, you you kind of share inherently those expectations with with the community. And you've had very few people probably move on. Sometimes people go quiet for a bit, but, you know, very few people actually leave and, and, and go elsewhere because why would they? It's a great, you know, it's a great group. It's a great place. But sometimes when people are running a community, like letting it go and letting it be free is really hard because there's a tendency to overthink everything 
overthink your posts. What am I going to put in? What's my next content? Um, have I given them this? This is what they want. Am I being visible enough? Checking the reach, you know, really like overthinking everything um, and even over relying on their group when actually just a little bit of freedom, if you explain it, and I think you said in the beginning, you know, you can't explain it. And if you, if those boundaries are clear, this is the day for this, this is how we behave, and they see everybody behaving like that, yeah, then it's it's just so much easier because I think there can be a lot of stress and pressure around growing a community online. Mm. And I think as well, um, so I find sometimes when I go into groups that I am a part of, I have to check the rules quite often to remind myself of what goes where and what day happens, what things happen on what days. And I think um, another positive when it comes to the pitch and shout community is it's just Thursday. That's the only thing they've got to remember is to show up on Thursday and pitch. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the algorithm will take take charge of the rest because when the journalists put their requests in there all other days of the week, hopefully they're seeing them and and, and actually re- responding to them. But Thursday is the only day they actually have to be proactive um, within the group. And I think sometimes, and I don't want this to say, to seem like I'm slamming other groups, but I find sometimes I go into to groups and when I see that great big long list of this is this day, this day, this day, this day, mm. and it's lovely and I love that effort and that energy. But I look at it and think that must be so exhausting having to remember what goes on what day, having to police that. And then maybe slightly exhausting for the audience because they can't remember what goes on what day. Um, Yes, because what we don't want to do is over rely on our group and make our group, our community, another business. Because for some people, it is a whole nother bit. They're treating it like a whole nother business. And I would say it's like. It's a it's a business activity. It fits somewhere in your week, but it it definitely shouldn't take over and it shouldn't be everything. Yeah, you want to show up and you want to be present and all of those things that rely on you being consistent and, and things like that. But we need to have our own boundaries with it as well. And we need to know what it's there for, for us as well as for them, so that it's, it's mutual. You know, we're both getting something out of it. So you're also now setting up a paid membership um, and the rules of paid memberships are slightly different. So how are you judging the content that goes in the free and the content that goes in the paid? Because I know that is something that people find a bit of a juggle. Mm. So I'm actually still playing with with names for the Pitch and Shout community. Um just on the back of your question, the Pitch and Shout community is um, really the umbrella, my business umbrella, it it is Pitch and Shout. And my free group just got called that three years ago. Actually, it didn't, it got renamed. It used to be the PR powerhouse, but it it got renamed when I had my new business name. Got a tangent entirely there. So that's right. You're thinking about your name. I sometimes like, oh, what's the name of my free group? And I think I've had it for years. How can I not remember what the name of my group is? It's because I was going to call, so my my um, my new membership now is called The Working Room and mm-hmm. the community, I thought, well, maybe I'll call the community The Pitching Room so that people understand. I'm trying, I'm trying to be very clear with my messaging at the moment mm-hmm. or, or be aware that my messaging needs to be clear at all times. So the new membership is called The Working Room. 
and it was quite easy to keep that separate um or or for people to not um you know kind of feel like they weren't necessarily getting in enough value because the group is free the working room is only really designed to help people stay accountable um have a structure and do the work mm. so there there's although within that community there are some guest expert sessions around marketing and again Danny Wallace um, I mentioned her before she's talking about public speaking in there there's lots of people talking about various other things but it's not the main focus is that is, of that is not learning yeah it, and I think it, you're right a large chunk I mean I love my pay community and a large chunk of why people pay the money is because even though maybe they know what to do they can't do it without I'll just pay that little bit of money and it will make sure that I get this stuff done yeah um and yeah and that is people underestimate that as yeah. as, as why people will you know will pay the money and that balance between how much you can give in a free community I mean, I you can give absolutely everything in a free community as far as I'm concerned. You you could put your entire course in there. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> people people won't read it. They won't. You, you could say I've I've uploaded my entire you know five thousand pound course. It's in the guides. They won't read it. They won't look at it. They won't digest it. They won't get any results from it. All of those things because it's not about that. It's about being part of something which helps you to to get things done and to achieve um and and I know that people worry a lot about if I give so much in my in my free community why would people ever you know if I allow them to have a place where they can pitch to journalists why would they ever need me but of course they'll always need you Mm -hmm. um and they need you more because once they start the process they see that actually there's there's a lot to do there's a lot of work there's a lot on offer Um, And I probably do need somebody to help me sort of navigate through this. So did you ever worry about that? No, I mean, so I had, um, when I very first started doing PR courses, I had a beta, like a a cohort, a beta cohort, and I invited them in against my coach's um, advice. I I gave them this course for free. Mm -hmm. And of course, they didn't do the work. Why would they do the work? (laughs) They had no skin in the game at all. So that quickly got scrapped. And then I started charging for lessons. And I charged for lessons and people got it. They loved it. They did it for a week. They had some coverage. They were really excited. And then I check in on them six months later and they're not doing anything. They're not Mm. doing it. Um, Which is why the working room came about because um, you were talking about the free content in in pitch and shout of course they get the free stuff but there's so much more to PR and 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 I'm not a marketing person but actually the membership is about visibility as a whole so it's PR and marketing Mm -hmm. I encourage people to spend their co-working time in the working room with me doing anything that gets them visible so it might be pitching to the press it might be I had one lady last week who who wrote 10 social media posts. She batched her her social media. So I was writing my emails to my my membership. Uh, You know, I was we were all doing PR and marketing for that hour. So that is solely focused on 
getting work done with me and other people. Mm. Um, so they get none of that from the picture shout community. So yeah. There's, there's and I think that that's one of the big differences between a free and a paid community is, is how much of you they have access to and how much of your time they have access to. Um, whilst, you know, in my free group, I answer, I reply to everybody, I will support everybody. But what I won't do is just give everything away for free in there. You're not going to get all of the answers um, because that just, well, we both know now, it doesn't help anybody. I, I talk about like, you know, as a teacher, like if you hand in the work, um, you hand in your essay and if the teacher just goes, it wasn't great, but I've redone it for you and now it's got an A. Well, like that's brilliant. But actually, you know, you don't learn anything. You don't get anything out of that. And that's the kind of like we need to stop doing that in our free groups. Yes, be there to support them and yes, help them and show up and make sure they know that you're there. But actually, you know, don't do the homework for them. They have to, at certain points, take <laughs> take responsibility for actually, um, I if I want this, I'm going to have to put some effort in myself. And there are a lot of free communities. There's a lot of people doing the homework for them. And then finding that they haven't trained is the wrong word, but they haven't encouraged people to to kind of take actions along the way that then might help um, support them in the future you know in the long term rather than short-term gains and I think that's why your community works and people have been around for such a long time and I don't think you need masses of numbers you know it's definitely quality of people and people that get it and people that understand um, how it works rather than racing for high numbers and um, really stressing about all of that and yeah you know getting too getting too overwhelmed by growth because audience growth is really hard too yeah absolutely and to to keep everybody engaged as well is I cleared I actually I kind of got rid of maybe a third of the group about six months ago just the people that that weren't showing up and doing anything and that actually really helped as well that was right before the journalists started coming in um, that that really helped to boost the activity within the group as well. I think that and journalists coming in gave it a real kick up the bum, actually. Yeah, because it was. And it I think was you, you obviously down. listened to them. Listen, you know, even if if it wasn't something they specifically said, you were listening to the group and feeling it and feeling like it needed an injection of something new and what was the new thing they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you find that thing, you know, it's really sort of powerful and, and then you were able to offer it and, and match up with them. Mm-hmm. And we don't need, you know, like, we don't need everybody in the group to be engaged. However big your group is, you've probably only got the same percentage of people at any one time who are, engaging um it's just the way it goes but what you need is for the group to feel like there's enough of a buzz in there that when people come back that it feels like it's alive you know like when um when people first websites like I'm going back a while but you would look at a website and you think well is this website still live you know is there anybody still because it looks like everything's out of date in here and you don't want your group to feel like that you, you want people to come back and think oh this is going places this group you know and I want to be part of it Thank you for this chat. It's been really, really nice to get to know you um, and know a bit more about what you do and how you've approached it, putting those 
matching people. It is a matching service, your community anyway, usually. But normally you're matching their needs with your services and you've kind of taken yourself out of that and, and just allowed them to match with with the journalists, which is really nice. But it's obviously, yeah, eventually feeding into growing your business as well, which is great. So thank you for today. Um, I will add links to Pitch and Shout. Um, oh, yes. Are you on Instagram as well? Well, is it mainly? I, <laughs> I was for a while, but um, when it, when it came to the the whole, okay, what do I need to do to stop being on social media quite as much? Yeah, uh, Instagram was actually the first thing to go. So no, I'm not. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm uh, in the pitch and shout group. That's yeah, where I am. you've got to be where. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to do it all unless. No. Um, we think that we've got the time and the, the capacity for it all. We should just yeah. focus on, I think we should just focus on the thing that we do well and where we know um, we can find our clients. So thank you very much. Um, if anybody so does much. want to subscribe, please do. And um, another connection of yours, Amy, I'm going to speak to in a few weeks time who grows a community via email, which should be interesting to some of you. So if you do uh, listen in a few weeks time for that one too. So thank you, Amy. It's been really lovely. Thank you so much for having me today.